Good morning, and welcome back to Yahweh Ministries. Today, we're going to talk about something that has that the Holy Spirit has laid upon my heart. How are we supposed to deal with Satan or demons when they attack us mentally or spiritually? How are we supposed to do that? First, before we get into this, let's pray. Heavenly Father, please open up our minds so we can understand and comprehend what, what is being said. Holy Spirit, please open up our hearts so that we can apply what we learn to our lives. So we can take it into our heart and apply it to, what, to our lives and to even be able to teach it to others. Please, most of all, let your will be done, Lord, in Jesus Christ, most holy, 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 holy name we pray, amen and amen. As many of you have probably seen, you know, on TV and maybe even in person, there are these people who jump up and down, scream and holler and, you know, threat, pretty much threaten the devil and tell, you know, and dare him to manifest himself right in front of him and call, call him all sorts of names, stomping all over the stage. Is that really called for? Or is that really just a show? And also they're saying, I command you in Jesus' name. Well, we're going to take a look at all of this. And then also, the main, most important thing, is that how Jesus ever treated Lucifer or any of the demons or fallen angels when he came under attack by them or was confronted by them? Is that how Jesus confronted them? Well, also, if Lucifer appeared in front of the, some of these people who were stomping all over the stage and daring Lucifer to appear right in front of them, they would probably have a heart attack. Just being honest. Well, let's look at Lucifer. Just in a real quick breakdown, that is. The name Lucifer means star of the morning. He held a very high-ranking position among the angelic hosts. He was one of the three archangels in heaven, meaning he was in charge of one-third of the angels in heaven, he, which also means he was given a ranking of great power and wisdom and also influence. He was also called the guardian cherub. However, Lucifer was not satisfied with worshiping God. He wanted to be worshiped by everybody else. And he was once the most beautiful angel there was. And he even convinced one third of the angels, which was all of the angels under his charge, to worship him rather than God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so 
once he did that, yeah, he lost his ranking and his power in heaven. And God kicked him out and kicked one-third of the angels out of heaven with them. And some, or one that held, formerly held a very high-ranking position, when they're confronted, shouldn't they be shown a little bit of respect for the position they once held? After all, when someone in our military um, is a high-ranking official, and then if they have to go to court for any reason, they are shown respect for the position that they either hold or the position that they once held. So let's look at a few examples in the Bible of how Lucifer was dealt with. First of all, let's read Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. It states, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter, who is Lucifer, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Okay, let's pay attention to how Jesus answers. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on the every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, and you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he, he said, he meaning Lucifer, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Well, Lucifer tempted Jesus many times. Jesus always responded with Scripture. And when, as you can clearly see, when Lucifer tried tempting Jesus to bow down and worship him, Jesus didn't come out and say, you know, you filthy demon, you, you filthy fallen angel, you, you who once worshipped me are trying to get me to worship you. That's nothing to that effect even came out of his mouth. He just said, away from me, Satan. There was no hollering, no screaming, no shouting. Well, you might have an argument that says, well, 
Jesus acted that way because he's God. Okay, fair enough. So let's look at another example. When Moses died, Michael the archangel disputed over, over Moses' body with Lucifer. Do you think the archangel Michael called Lucifer all kinds of names? Do you think he said, in the, by the name of Jesus, I am more powerful than you. I'm just going to stomp on you, you filthy beast, you, you filthy animal, you. You are lowly. You are no good, nothing. You once held a high position. You are nothing. Do you think he said anything like that to him? Or do you think he said the phrase that I have heard before, bring it on? Do you think he told loose for that? Well, let's take a look over in Jude, verses 5 through 10. It's it, verses 5 through 10 says, Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. In a, in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil, about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but he said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. <clears throat> Well, as we can see how very clearly how Michael, the archangel, dealt with the previous archangel, Lucifer, the fallen archangel Lucifer. He didn't call him a bunch of names. He didn't tell him, you know, anything like that. He said, the Lord rebuke you. That's all he said was the Lord rebuke you. Let's look at one other example. It's found in Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. 
and the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Are you starting to see a pattern here? There's no yelling, no screaming, no calling names, no saying bring it on, no trying to you know, be confrontational, no getting up in bad attitudes and all that kind of stuff. You know, even when God or the angels deal with Lucifer, or deal with Lucifer, they do it to honor, or they do it with the honor of God. And they're not saying, I command you in Jesus' name. They're not saying that at all. But they are saying a very powerful but simple phrase. The Lord rebuke you. And they're not saying it screaming and hollering. They're saying it calmly but with authority because they know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. They know that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If that's how the angels and Jesus Christ himself handles Lucifer and the fallen angels and the demons, don't you think that's the, the example we should follow? instead of all the screaming and hollering and shouting, which, do you really think all the screaming and hollering and shouting makes the Lord say, hey, look at him? Well, that's only for you to decide. The next time you're tempted by the enemy, when he comes against you in any way, just say calmly, but boldly, and with confidence, in Jesus' name, may the living Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Just say, in Jesus' name, may the living Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. That's all you got to say. Well, I hope you learned something out of this and I hope you enjoyed it and if you have enjoyed it be sure and hit that subscribe button right down below and then hit the bell icon to be notified when I post new videos also give me a thumbs up it really does help on YouTube it helps my rankings and stuff I really appreciate it and drop me a comment below to say hi or to tell me of a prayer request or praise report or have any other questions please drop me a comment in the comment section below well let's say a quick little prayer and we'll close Heavenly Father thank you so very much for this wonderful word that you have blessed us with please help us next time when the enemy tempts us or comes against us please help us to remain calm and instead of screaming and hollering to just simply say with calmness and boldness in jesus christ name 
May the living Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Please help us to remember to say that to the enemy. Thank you, Abba Father, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ, most holy, 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 holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Until next time.